Yeah, we're recording early these days. Yeah. He's a Dan. No, it's because of me. It was my fault. Yeah, oh, I, I'm the la- I'm the only person who does not request a schedule change for today. <laughs> well, yeah. well, well, I'm very easygoing. It's uh, it was a busy day for Apple to release headlines. At least I don't know if I would consider them news, but it was a busy day for Apple to to put out future stories. news. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, saw somebody talking about this is like, uh oh, WWC must be packed if they're releasing all this, and like partially yes. But they've done this accessibility thing now several years in a row, right. and I think they like having something, because there is a um, International Day of Accessibility or something mm-hmm. like that, which is on the 18th, I want to say. And so I think they like having something to talk about for that. And also, accessibility is definitely a place where I feel like, and again, as somebody who doesn't have direct knowledge of of some other platforms, I can't say this is the shirt, but I, like the impression I've always gotten is that Android is not as good on accessibility. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've mistaken that but it feels like a place where apple can just keep hammering about like look at everything we do it's good press yeah uh it's good features like there's there's no downside and like taking it out of the keynote if it was even ever intended to be in there more than like a you know a bullet point or whatever lets them both free up time in the keynote and spend more time talking about it like you know you know when they have the the space to do yeah it's less to me the accessibility announcements that get me intrigued more intrigued about what the keynote will hold and more the the pattern where last week it was the the two pro apps coming to the iPad, and then this week, just today, as we're recording, it's this these accessibility announcements, and then these concert features for Maps and Music, and then they put out a story later that was about how many fraudulent transactions they stopped last year, <laughs> two billion dollars worth apparently. Uh, but it's that's a lot of fraudulent transactions. Yeah, uh, it seems like maybe the how many got the, through? Yeah, that's the right question. <laughs> but uh, mine all got through. Putting that yeah. many stories out at least hints that um, they feel like they've got a lot to say. So that's good. I like it. Yeah. And what if they what if they announce the headset like next week? <laughs> and and now we seemingly got confirmation that they're going to call it Zeros. Yeah, Dan's favorite thing. God, I mean, did so Dan? Dumb. Did you have a favorite between? Uh, XR, XR OS and uh, and Reality OS. I preferred Reality OS. Okay, I knew you didn't like either of them particularly. It's, it's a word. It's a yeah, word. Yeah, I think I think, that's I, got think a lot I, yeah, I think it. I liked it better as well. Um, but I guess <laughs> they don't listen to this podcast. I I just be? don't under. <laughs> I don't quite. I mean, and let's put it this way: it doesn't obviate the the fact that they could still call it Reality OS. It just strengthens the case for XR OS. I just. That sounds like gibberish to me, and I can't understand why why anybody, why Apple, which is perfectly happy to use words, right? Like, yeah. you know, real words in all of its product names. I, I That, to me, does not make any sense. Where it's like, ah, it's the Apple Watch running WatchOS. Right. <laughs> it's the Apple TV running TVOS. Stuff it's that the Apple headset running. It is interesting just, to me yeah. that they... They call the watch watch. I think if they had to do it today, they would call it the Apple phone and not the iPhone. And they oh, call absolutely. the TV the Apple TV. Yep. Like, uh, why aren't they going to call this the Apple headset? <laughs> is is that yeah, why, why is that word too generic for them? I, I think as the nomenclature then is potentially, you know, it becomes obsolete, right? Like if this ends up being something that in the future becomes like a morphs into like a pair of glasses or something, right? Calling it a headset 
it's a headset it's a word that can mean a lot dumb. of different things. Yeah, yeah it does. Headset is it sort of like, It's not it's not a thing that people to, use on a regular basis. Whereas you use a TV, you use right. A watch. And, and prior to you know VR goggles or whatever you want to call them becoming a thing, headset was like an audio thing, yeah. right? Like, and I think that's strange because it's like, well. I'm not even sure they'll call this a headset, right? I'm not sure that word will ever appear in that in in, in the announcement. I think they may have just, you know, there there isn't there's a lack of good terms for it because, right. like like John said, it's not an existing thing. Like what what do you call it? I mean, if they, again, Apple glasses or something would make more sense if or Apple glass or something like that for a long term thing. iPad, so this is iPad. No, <laughs> nope. You guys are with me on that. All right, that's their uh, that's their brand of makeup remover. <laughs> No, it doesn't doesn't seem like there's an easy, uh, you know, an obvious answer for that question. Really, Apple Face, Apple Face, I like that. <laughs> Apple your face, Apple your face. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought the actually the accessibility features they talked about or that they're talking about previewing, uh, they they seem pretty good, pretty good. I am. I mean, I don't even need it. But um, I really want to try the voice thing. <laughs> right? Who doesn't want to make their own virtual voice? Um, yeah. My... And it's done on the device. as opposed, So it's not like something where I would feel like, oh, I'm going to try out this thing from, you know, somebody else. And oh, now my voice is up in the upload, cloud. Upload you know, not that audio. anybody yeah. couldn't do that anyway, because they could just get copies of this podcast and do it. But Right. I'm intrigued to hear how good it is. That's my question. It's like, because it felt like this was 11 Labs has the one that, that everybody had been using for a while. Not very much felt like this is what we do, like this is our product or whatever. Where Apple's like, that's accessibility feature. (laughs) Not only will we make it, but we'll make it a feature that most people, you know, honestly will probably not have to use. Um, Right. They're not, 11 Labs was like partially doing it for fun and for creative parts. And Apple is saying, this is how you can gain gain a voice if you've lost yours, (laughs) like if you don't have the ability to speak. Right. Which is way more compelling, but it also feels like, again, a feature as opposed to a company's like main right. product, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And and they're kind of tossing it off like, oh that, yeah, we can do that. That's just a another bullet point for us. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, because it's it's not something that a lot of people well, hopefully are gonna are gonna need, but those few people who do need it really do need it. The um you know, when Apple does accessibility features well, it's really it's impactful. Like my mom, um lost a lot of her hearing and uses the live captions on her Mac and OS devices. And really it's really successful for her. Like she can't understand us at all on FaceTime, but with the captions she can. Yeah. And uh, I was cool. really impressed the other day. I, I, I was trying to, I was FaceTiming with my mom to help her solve a tech problem. I hadn't used it on the Mac in a while, just a uh, FaceTime audio. And it, the whole like caption setup there is even better than on the phone. I think, cause it's got like a whole little sidebar where it like prints what the people are saying. It just, it felt very much like like lyrics. Yeah. Kind of almost <laughs> like it felt very much like they had like, Oh yeah, we're devoting a lot more uh, space to this. Uh, so I agree. I mean, like, I mean my, both of my parents have are hard of hearing, especially my dad. And uh, not that I could convince him to use this, but yeah. I think if he did, it would <laughs> improve the, his, uh, his that's life. the other challenge, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> Convincing I mean, that's, parents that's, to do things that are good for them. That is the other interesting idea is this whole, uh, what do they call it, assistive access, mm-hmm. where it's like we literally make a simpler version 
of the UI for some of these things yeah. to make it easier to navigate. Right, because with um, remote controls, you can I tape over the buttons the parent shouldn't touch, but with touchscreens, it's harder to do, and this is basically doing that. <laughs> it's it's very much like the old, uh, you know, Simple Finder or or whatever, like back in the day where you could make like buttons, like giant buttons for the uh, for an app or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has it has vibes of that, and I think it's like it's fascinating because it's like a whole separate UI. Basically, it's the equivalent of buying one of those uh, remotes with the giant buttons on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's cool. I mean, and it's the this is the thing that is the strength of a smartphone, like we've seen it, is the fact that you don't have to change anything to change the UI, right? Because it's all software based. It is just a matter of like clicking a button and you can change the entire interface, which is something obviously that people on Android have always been a fan of because if you like things like, you know, reskinning things or theming things, but this feels a little more functional. Um, so I'm intrigued because I do think there is a lot, not only for people with, you know, cognitive challenges, which this is designed for, but also for folks who just have struggle trying to navigate a complex device yeah. like a smartphone. I think there's a lot there. Yeah. Okay. Way to go, Apple. Well, good show, everybody. Yeah, probably settled that problem. <laughs> I missed the whole concert thing. I was looking at that now. Oh, that's why you sounded so distracted. But, but yeah, the, the concert thing is a little bit weird. Um, it was a joke. Uh, uh, so there's, that's why you sounded completely checked out. There's guides yep. uh, in the, uh, the music. In the, the Maps app has guides to show like the best venues to look at live music. And then... Oh, I will never use right. this. And then there are yeah. set lists... Uh, that let fans listen to set lists, but I, I, my hunch is like, here's the set list from this person's live show, but it's not uh, the live versions of those. The actual yeah. audio. Yeah, 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 it's probably just them. So it's a little goofy. That's cool. I think that's cool, though. I mean, I wonder, like, because I have gone back to, and you can find these things on the internet, uh, you know, shows that I went to you know, nine million years ago, <laughs> when it was just, you know, a bunch of people banging rocks together. Um, and you can find like the set list. Doing his own jokes now, Lex. I don't know. I mean, as should we? Are we unionized? Should we? Should we pick at this? Or yes, <laughs> you can find the set list for you know for old concerts as well, which would be kind of kind of fun, right? Just to like, oh, there's a concert that I went to a long time ago when I was <laughs> when I was young. <laughs> just doing it again. I just have to deflate that balloon. <laughs> So uh, I think I think it's kind of cool, and I would I would love to see it go back, like you know, as far back as it could go. It is really interesting to see uh, Apple's attempts on music and maps, uh, because Apple doesn't like to be. I mean, Apple doesn't mind being in second place or third place if it's making good money, which it obviously is. But it's really interesting that how much more popular Google Maps is than Apple Maps. And I understand some of the history there. And it's really interesting how Spotify just kicks Apple's ass so hard on the music side. Like Apple Music is a very successful business that people would love to have, but it is really dwarfed by Spotify. In terms of revenue or in terms of, I don't know. At least in terms of paying subscribers. So that I would assume that also translates to revenue. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So number of people who are paid. Yeah. That's probably also true on the free tier, I would imagine. Hmm. That's true, which Apple Music doesn't have, right? right? Uh, so it's definitely true that. Um, <laughs> at the end of 2022, Spotify, Spotify has one person. Spotify had 489 million monthly active users, wow. including 205 million premium subscribers, and the rest are ad-free. Uh, Apple Music 
the last time Apple talked about it was in 2019, where they said they had 60 million. But you know, even if they well, doubled that, ago, <laughs> that's 120 million. Um, well, this guy, can yeah, do math. check it out. <laughs> but so I, uh, yeah, it's just surprising to me that uh, how much Apple has struggled for to dominate the music space. It's surprising me how much Amazon has too, for that matter. Like it, Spotify really kind of kills it, and I've never used it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which is funny. I enjoy how much they uh, uh, complain about Apple <laughs> for a company that is in, uh, in, lead. in a leading position. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're still pretty sore. Yeah. You know what's oh, not well. sore, though? <laughs> mm. uh, my no, lawn. I guess Tell I, me. I mean, literally all of my muscles. So, no, I don't. Oh, know. All your muscles are sore. Okay. So, my lawn isn't. Dan, because this episode of The Rebound is brought to you once again by our good friends, maybe best friends forever at Sunday. It's time to reclaim your weekend, of which, by the way, Sunday is a part. Sunday lawn care can take one thing off your to-do list. Instead of... Instead of spending time working on your yard, you can spend time enjoying it. Sunday is everything you need to get the lawn you've dreamed of. This spring, go to GetSunday.com slash rebound and enter your address to get a customized plan created just for your lawn. No trips to the store or hauling heavy bags since they ship straight to your home. You just need a hose to apply Sunday. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch an episode of your favorite TV show. And they only use ingredients you can feel good about. No harsh chemicals, no long waiting periods, or trying to keep your kids and pets off the lawn. Simply apply, let it dry, and you're back to enjoying your yard. Sunday's easy. While some lawn care services cost more than $1,500 a year, Sunday's full season plans start at just $109. Uh, they uh, they hooked me and Dan up with Sunday in the past. And maybe, uh, no, Molson's lawn, I think we just said screw that lawn. But... Uh, it, it was, it's 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 very straightforward it's simple the website like uses like a satellite view of your house it's like hey here's what your lawn is and based on where you live this is what we think you need and it's been great my lawn is very green uh, i'm i'm pleased and for a limited time Sunday's offering our listeners 50% off your first box, so you can get started today for as little as $55 when you go to GetSunday.com slash rebound. That's $50 off your first box at GetSunday.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Sunday for their support of this show and the calendar. Oh, the Yeah. Now, I know there's there's so much we can talk about, but there's just a handful of listener questions this week from Rebound Prime subscribers. You know, people went to prime.reboundcast.com. You know how it works. Uh, mm-hmm. The first question comes from Troy B., who says, do you do your own yard work, or are you a fancy lad with landscapers if there was only a sponsor who fits into this question? <laughs> I'll throw that to you. Um, I, am- <laughs> I mostly do my own... Well, okay. I mow the one. We'll put it that way. Um, and then uh, I will do... I don't like to weed, but Karen does like to weed, so that's good. And I'll do some trimming occasionally, but I, in general, like any time, usually what we do is we let it get too overgrown, and then we hire someone to come in and just like clean house. That's that's I our method. <laughs> if it can be called such, yeah, right? Um, I do not really do outside work. That tends to be my <laughs> wife's. Opinion. I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't like dealing with plants like i will help out with some things like we planted some trees when we moved in and it was just mainly like i carried stuff and helped my wife do stuff but i am not a i am not good with plants at all Mm -hmm. so and she likes that so she'll do she does all the raking and mowing and all of that uh weeding she has ideas for like okay a vision for what that yard should look like yeah she yeah karen uh, could not care less yeah i don't really care that much either (laughs) 
uh, I would be happy to ha- like hire landscapers if she didn't if she didn't want to do it. Like, I yeah, I I would mow it. I've I'm I've mowed lawns plenty of times in the past. I used to mow my parents' lawn growing up, but like. I'm very happy to not have to do that, so I would be happy to pay somebody to do it. I uh, I have never mowed a lawn. My parents always had a service growing up, so I didn't. I never even thought about mowing the lawn as something one did oneself, just because it's not what it's I saw. Automatically mows itself, no, I right? I saw people do it. I just didn't think of. I thought it was like the same way that, like, you know, I don't do my own exterminatoring. <laughs> I call somebody for that, uh, but so. I didn't, uh, I haven't ever mowed a lawn still. Uh, when we moved into this house, there was absolutely no landscaping at all. There was just grass and that was it. Uh, and so we did pay people to come in and do landscaping. Lauren has a pretty significant garden that grows every year. Uh, at this point to my dismay, uh, that she maintains on her own, but, uh, we do have professional landscapers. They were actually just here over this past weekend and they, they were here, um, pretty much all day Saturday and all day Sunday. Uh, and I said to Lauren who had arranged this, um, what was the quote for what they're doing? She's like, Oh, I didn't get one. And so I still don't know what we're going to pay for that, but it's not going to be cheap. And I'm not looking forward to it because they spent, I don't know, 8,000 hours. Um, looks good, but Holy crap. Um, I, yeah. I mean, but I only have, I do, we do two cleanups with them a year. The rest I'll do, but I, I'm not in any way a pro. Like I'll take out weeds that I see. And then eventually, like you said, it'll get too much. And then hopefully it's the end of the summer. So they come and do one more time. Um, uh, and then like, if there's, we've gone through a string tr- of like, like very cheap <laughs> people. Yeah. If there's trees in my way, I'll which has been pretty great. I mean, like we get them, but you know, I get them by word of mouth usually. And, um, you know, the, the guys are real characters. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that is true. I, I vividly remember the person who my parents had, who's, uh, I mean, he was old then, so he's dead now, but his name was Boozer. Like everybody called him Boozer. And I, you know, in retrospect, that's a pretty ridiculous name for a guy who wonder why. heavy machinery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boozer. Uh, all right. Thanks, Troy. Eli <laughs> asks, do you have a task or chore that you perform that brings you joy? What is going on this week? Do you have a task or chore that you perform yeah, that really? brings you joy? Yeah. Trying Mine. to get us to do are stuff. Are they telling us to get a job? <sighs> what is happening Mine? here? Are they, are they, there's some judgment <laughs> happening, I feel like. Eli adds, mine is pressure washing the driveway. Uh, I like washing the I car. washing the driveway. <laughs> I like no. washing the car. I've never pressure washed the driveway. I, uh, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine. I don't think that would even work in my driveway. Um, task that you enjoy. Hmm. Pressure washing there is are fun, some tasks, which is so annoying after the first five minutes. <laughs> there are some tasks I find meditative, like once you kind of get into a groove, but not ones that I'd say I'd actively seek out. Like, I don't mind folding the laundry because I often do it while I'm like watching TV, or I don't mind doing the dishes because often like that's when I get to listen to a podcast, right? Like if it's something where I can oh. kind of zone out. Yeah, making dinner. It's not like I like the chore itself. I mean, I, yeah, that's, I, love, to is make, that a chore? I love to make dinner. I like making dinner too, but I like, is that a, I don't think of it as a chore. Well, that's the thing. I don't think of it, but I guess you could think of it as a chore. I guess if you don't like it, but that's the problem. A chore, it feels like by definition, something you don't like. Is that the question or is it? (laughs) Because it's, you you like it. I mean, so. Yeah, exactly. It's no longer onerous and therefore it feels not like a chore, but it's like something that is a pleasurable pursuit. It's like, God, you know what a chore, uh, crochet. Do a chore you love and you'll never do a chore again. (laughs) I, you know, I, I, I exposed my, my privileged childhood by saying that I didn't realize people could mow their own lawns when I was a kid, but 
Do you not realize people can cook their own dinner? <laughs> but like, I, I, I have a pool. Um, he had nothing but factor growing up. I've, people always are amazed that I do my own pool maintenance, but I can't imagine hiring somebody to do that. Like, I, I do have somebody who closes the pool for the winter because that's like, you can fuck that up. But like, cleaning the pool is, is my job. I don't enjoy doing it. I certainly enjoy having done it. There's tremendous pride in like, especially when you open oh, the pool that, at the start of the summer and it's disgusting. And then like in a couple of days, yeah. you get a clean. That's fantastic. That you know, there are there are any number of tasks that I would say having done them brings me joy, right? Like yeah, mowing oh, the man, lawn is like a clean... perfect example of that. Sure, I don't like yeah, doing or... it particularly, but when I'm done, I, I stand at the window and look at it. <laughs> cleaning my office, Jesus! I mean, if oh, I ever got around to it, I'm sure. Oh my god! I'm sure I would. I would oh, be delighted. Did a great job keeping my office but... clean since I cleaned it. But man, yeah, it was it. You've done a terrible job of keeping years. my office clean, and I, yeah. I mean to talk to you about it. Yeah. I always, I always consider myself the neat one in the house until I go to my office. If uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm very similar. <laughs> if, if you're a Rebound Prime member, please hit us up with what your favorite task or chore is, because I'm very curious what tasks or chores people enjoy doing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I agree. By the, I realize that the trick in a marriage is, is, listen, you should love your spouse. You should find them attractive in whatever ways work for you, but find somebody who's cleaner than you. <laughs> that's, that's my advice. Yeah. If neither one of you wants to be the tidier, <laughs> it's never going to be tidy. The frequently referenced, I think there was, this was a tweet or something, but the is frequently referenced in my house is like in every relationship, there's one person who loads the dishwasher like a Swedish architect, and there's one mm. who loads it like a raccoon on meth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that very much applies in our house. <laughs> I think we actually, I think we we have, she does have like, yeah, she has a very particular way she wants, she wants it loaded, but um but I'm okay with it. I think I think that her her process is is solid. So I I, I, I allow her I to choose. Nor would I limit that to loading the dishwasher. <laughs> I think there are a lot yeah. of things that can be. Yeah. I will not. But my That's question true. is constantly: Where are the raccoons getting all this? I will mess? not load the dishwasher if it's empty, um, because I don't know why I'm wasting my time if it's every single thing is going to get rearranged. I will add things to an existing dishwasher and I will unload okay. the dishwasher, I, but I will not. Load I thought it from this scratch. was another. Uh, I thought this was another uh, Lex growing up. That is the butler's <laughs> job. I would not take that job <laughs> away from them. If I were to load the dishwasher from scratch. Well, in New Jersey, you're not allowed to. I, I, was, I would only do it if it could be run right away. <laughs> I was drinking something. Sorry. <laughs> it was a great laugh, and I would like that to be my ringtone. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, if if I can run it right away, then I'll load it. But it is so demoralizing to take the time to load the dishwasher and then yeah, watch somebody take sure. everything out and reload it in a different way. Uh, we currently break down. Just sorry, last moment. Like oh, our this, current this breakdown. Is the, uh, the, people paid this. Is the show. Have, these, have us answer these questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> our current breakdown is. Oh, our current breakdown is person. being podcasted live on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel bad for I was editing this. Our current breakdown is. Um, one of us puts the kid to bed. The other one like cleans up from dinner, like dishes mm-hmm. and like wipes down the kitchen and stuff. So like that's been current division of labors. We just have like, like alternate nights where we're doing one or the other. I did used to absolutely love when it was my bedtime nights and we did the same thing. We would alternate and eventually. I love when it's my bedtime. <laughs> there were three kids. There still are. <laughs> but so like sometimes it would be like you would do two and the other person would do one or whatever. But I, I loved bedtime. Uh, now somehow all, both of us do bedtime and the, the kids still want us to do like a, a minute. It's not, it's not a process anymore. It's just like a, a quick tuck in, but we still do it even with my oldest who's 16. 
Uh, but speaking of kids, Dan, Josh wants to know, how is the snotpocalypse going? I think this is a reference to last week's bonus episode where Dan talked about I, I correct, a, uh, yeah. a, a little snot head case going on in the fam. The, uh, the snotpocalypse has uh, resolved. It's dried up. Uh, it, yep. Well, mostly. It's very dried up. Uh, but not as dried up as it was before. It's moistened up. No, I don't know where I'm going with this. Man. Uh, no, it's fine. He's in much better shape. Uh, we ended up, I think I mentioned we ended up having to go to urgent care, not because he was actually that sick, but because daycare was like, he looks sick. <laughs> you should check and make sure he's not contagious. And so we took him in and they're like, he's fine. He may have a very slight beginning of an ear infection and we'll just try to nip that in the bud. But like he's, everything else is just well, cold. He tested. Not that anybody it. asked, cause how, how would you have known to, but since, between last week's show and this week's show, uh, that day, Lauren got diagnosed with pink eye, which got super disgusting. And like to the point oh, where, man. you know, she got drops right away within hours of showing any symptoms. And, then it got much, much worse. And so, of course, Lauren's like Ooh, freaking out. Like, there's got to be something horrible wrong. And then I Google, like, does pink eye get worse before it gets better? And every article about pink eyes, yep, that's what happens. <laughs> like, pink. Yeah, well, so now we know. Well, meanwhile, meanwhile, however, my wife got sick. And we thought, you know, she, she had like had like a fever and stuff for a little bit and tested negative for COVID. So it wasn't that. And they eventually went into urgent care and they tested her negative for flu, COVID, and strep. And then we went on a trip. Uh, and during which she lost her voice, <laughs> which was uh, the, this is only the second time we travel with the kid. Literally the worst way to travel with an infant is one of you can't talk, but desperately needs to communicate with the other <laughs> everyone person. Can't tell the truth <laughs> because that person gets really irritated when they can't talk. And then when you cannot understand the made up sign language, they have devised uh-huh. on the spot. <laughs> They're like, very clearly I'm wishing you to do this thing. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And the worst, she got so pissed off at me because like she would like, could like whisper hoarsely. And like I would whisper back to her, and she's like, "Why are you doing that?" You can talk. I was like, "I don't know. I'm very tired, and my brain is just like automatically." Well, one person whispers, the other person should be whispering because they're trying to be quiet. Uh, it went. Anyways, the long the end of that story was we got to the place we were going. She was in the car. We she had been masking. We had been like isolating just so that one of us was there, like not sick, so it could take care of the kid. And she's like, "There, we're going to a wedding," and she's like, "I don't know what to do. Like, I, I'm." I, I'm feeling better, um, but like I should just maybe just stop masking because like I don't know when I'll be able to stop masking. I don't know what to gauge that by. And literally 30 seconds after she said that, the phone rang and it was her the urgent care being like, yeah, so the culture we sent out is positive for strep. <laughs> so go get yourself some antibiotics. Wow. So I was like, all right, well, at least we know what it is. And then at what point you are like no longer contagious. And she has since recovered. But uh, it was... Super fun. When you uh, were talking about the whispering, though, it reminds me of, you know, at some point years ago, Amazon added whispering to Echo devices. And yes. if you whisper to it, it whispers back. So uh, it's creepy. so creepy, but it does <laughs> very occasionally it'll happen at night. Like if if it's the middle of the night and I've had white noise on and I want to turn it off or I haven't and I want to turn it on. That's the more common thing. Like a cat is just making some noise and I can't handle it. But Lauren's asleep. So I'm not going to wake her up. So I'm just like, hey, you Echo play white noise actually i say play pink noise but i whisper it and it whispers back it is so creepy okay here's your pink noise like no that made it so much worse <laughs> just put the word if it's a screen having device just put the words on the screen you don't need to speak them aloud at all don't don't whisper hoarsely cat style in me <laughs> different cat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um <laughs> 
Josh also wants to know if you have a favorite Apple arcade game. That's a question for everybody, not just Dan. Okay. I'm currently, I think it's what's the, what the, what the car. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not only did Liam fun. defeat all of what the car, he found multiple secret levels and was showing me how you get to them. Mm. It was crazy. Oh, wow. We couldn't beat them. And then if you had to beat them, so like you travel around the map and what the car, but then there's some places where there's just like some animations on the side and he realized, Hey, you could travel across those and get to these mysterious levels. And <laughs> they're so oh. hard. They're skull levels. I believe that he's like, you must get some reward when you do it like a, a custom car or something. No, you get absolutely nothing. <laughs> you get nothing, but that is a good one. I think my favorite though is probably mini motorways i'll always go to mini motorways yeah i think i think uh, yeah long time favorite definitely i don't i can't even remember the last game i played that was an apple arcade game i honestly don't know yeah i feel so, lucky that i have a <laughs> one that i played recently because i haven't been playing i, just, it for I a long do time. not i play way fewer games on my phone than i used yeah to. i really I do too I in the game i mean unless really... they're simple like you know word games um, I still oh, play Letterpress say... with my mom, and like, uh, wow, you still play, I still play Sudoku that's occasionally. I'm gonna pick the one that's. Uh, uh, I only have two. There is an arcade folder in the app library, by the way, if you want to see which arcade games you have. Um, and I'm gonna pick one of one of the two that's in there, and the one that I think I've played more recently, which is Frenzic. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That way, Craig won't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want that yeah I he's don't a big want that. listener he's, he's very big, very big, uh, so then finally mr e-man asks answer. everybody buckle up <laughs> the built-in okay. navigation in my volkswagen golf remembers the weird way i drive to and from work to get around traffic apple's carplay map likes to send me into the teeth of metro detroit rush hour is apple's non-helpful implementation due to apple's privacy concerns my being too dumb to find the right settings to enable such a feature apple simply not thinking users want slash need such a feature carplay hates me gm being right about not using carplay and therefore apple is doomed uh, so i'm understanding this right i have a guess what's your what's your take i don't think first of all i don't think this feature exists and i think it's the middle one where he said apple doesn't think people want this and generally i don't either because if i know how to get somewhere i don't need the gps what what is sometimes nice is knowing if there is traffic coming up and using it as kind of like a radar it's like Mm -hmm. oh that street that i usually take is backed up but i don't usually use it for route finding for places that i am going regularly i don't use it to go to the grocery store i don't use it to go to my parents house uh, I do use it to go to uh, when I do go to or from daycare because there's enough traffic on that route and it's at times of days when it may be advantageous to take a different route. Um, I was very annoyed this week. The car we rented in uh, on our trip um, did have CarPlay. It took a little while to figure out. It was a Jeep, I think. Um, and what was hilarious was I kept pulling up, you know, there's a button in CarPlay from apps that says destinations. And a lot of times it's like stuff you search for or previous places you put in. And at one point, I took this sort of multi-stop trip where it's like, okay, I got to go to Target to pick up a couple things. I got to go to this place to pick up uh, sandwiches for lunch. And then I got to go back to the hotel. And so then every f- subsequent time I would pull up destinations and like scroll through and it's like, ah, that says the hotel on it. I would ha- hit that. <laughs> And it would put in the entire three-stop route again. And I did not realize it one night when we were driving back from the wedding reception (laughs) until we're halfway there. And I'm like, where are we going? And my wife goes, I think we're going to Target. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) We're like, we turned in the totally wrong direction. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, everybody added uh, 10 minutes to this trip because we decided to go. And I was like, I don't think that 
really make sense as a feature. Like, I can understand why you might want that if there were, like, several places you went regularly, but I'd rather just have it take me to the one destination. Anyways, that was super fun. When you said, what the fuck, uh, did the baby start saying, what the fuck, what the fuck? The baby wasn't. Uh, Got it. But the, um, I don't know, I, uh, I don't understand. I mean, I, I get why you're saying what you're saying, Mr. E-Man, but like Dan said, I don't think the GPS needs to remember how you go the, the way you usually go because you already know how to do that. I'm amazed and astonished that the built-in navigation in your Volkswagen Golf does do that. My hunch is yeah, it doesn't that do wild. that. My hunch is that it's not traffic aware. <laughs> um, so, or, or something, or like you have some setting there, like avoid highways or something. Um, because I, I don't know how it would remember your, your preferred route, but I use Jan was saying all the places he doesn't use the GPS to go. I use GPS to get almost everywhere except places. There's only one way to go. Um, yeah, because that's the thing. I mean, I don't have a preferred route anywhere. My preferred route is the fastest. Exactly. Exactly. I will always, and people who distrust the GPS make me crazy. Not all the time. Not all the time. Cause sometimes, yeah. I mean, like if like sometimes if, if it's a backup on I five here, uh, there are a lot of times where I'd rather have it take four minutes longer if I can actually be driving instead of just sitting and stop and go driving. Same. And, and I think one of the things for me is like, I grew up, I, where I live is very different, at least from where you live, Lex, I think in terms of getting places, because I feel like you have like a lot of sort of central like roads that are hard to avoid. Like if you want to go someplace and like I have side streets galore, right? I can take three different side streets to get to the same place because I live in a very dense urban area. And I think that is a like I grew up like my dad, all you know, didn't have GPS, right? Like they didn't have you know, you had a maps or whatever you folded up. If you're just driving around town, you just remember how to get every place. So that was like very much how I was taught growing up. And I feel now when I go like on routes that I often take, if there's like a GPS, like um, if I've got GPS up uh, and it's giving me like arrival time, whatever, it's like, I feel like I need to beat the arrival. To, like, no, 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 that, that, that estimate is, is way oh, off. I can shave two yeah, minutes off that, no problem. I do, I do <laughs> Just by driving real fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, oh, I know, I know the, like uh, a side street or whatever, like this is not going to take me down this, or this is going to take me like so much of what I feel like I optimize to do is not sit at lights. Yeah. And so kind of to your point, John, like, I don't want to sit there if I know I can take yeah. this left and there's a stop sign instead of a light or something there, like yeah, that. There's a particular ramp onto I-5 that I believe the maps uh, routinely underestimates uh, how long it takes to get on there. And I think it's because a lot, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's averaging out people who are doing the thing that drives me absolutely bananas, which is it's two, you know, it's it's a ramp that has two lanes in it. One goes onto I-5, the other one goes into um, like Federal Way. And what people will do, of course, you know, very, almost everybody's going getting onto I-5. What people do is zoom up the, the ramp that goes to the side of the ramp that goes to Federal Way and then cut over the last second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in, you know, like, jamming themselves into the middle of uh, all the people who have been waiting there for 45 minutes or however long it is. And I will do that up to a point, but I'm not like going all the way until like the, you know, right before the line goes solid. Um, I'm, I'm doing that well before that. And um, I think it is averaging in the people who are cutting over and making it seem like it's a lot faster than averaging in the assholes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do have to share this story from this week's trip where, so I was in Texas um, and 
I was a lot of the places in this area of Texas, like there's a big highway and then there's these frontage roads that run basically along it with like a ton of stuff on it. And so a lot of times you're like kind of moving back and forth between like, all right, I need to get off. I need to get back on the highway or I'm driving on this frontage road for a while, which basically just, you get, it just parallels the highway in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. And so at one point it wanted me to get on this one ramp and I'm stuck. All of a sudden there's this long line of traffic. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I finally get to the point where I can see like the ramp is blocked off. There's like construction kind of just, uh, I don't even know what you call it, but like essentially like barriers in the way, temporary barriers that have been put up for some reason. Can't tell what the construction is, whatever, fine. Um, The frontage road is separated from the highway by probably a 10 foot sort of like median, like a grassy median with curbs on either side, essentially. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, this is a pain stuck in traffic. And I'm watching all these cars like sort of, you know, uh, trying to figure out, like, everyone's trying to edge out and see what's going on. And then the cars start driving up over the curb and over the median. Now, if this was one person, I would have been like, ah, oh, geez, what a crazy driving over that. It was six fucking cars <laughs> who all decided, yep, just going up over this several, like, 10 foot median of grass and driving onto a highway where I have to merge at high speed. And I was like, I was I was baffled and disturbed by this because just the mentality of like, oh, I need to get on the highway, so I guess I'm just driving over (laughs) off roading it. Yeah, Uh, it was wild, and there was at least one state trooper that did not do this, but that I saw further up, and I'm like, I guess they do not care about this. (laughs) So Texas, everybody uses. There's a law that says you have to do that. (laughs) You have to do that. That's right. My car uses Google Maps, and it has real time traffic that it's using to influence the directions it gives you, and it'll show on the map where it sees more traffic, right? So normal roads, there's nothing. And then it'll put yellow lines over slowdowns and red over bad slowdowns. Great. And it'll do that, including on roads that are not part of your path, but that are visible on the map. So you can see, oh, that's where it slows. And it's just funny to me because it always shows uh, that there's traffic at every red light. <laughs> and I just, I find it amusing that like every traffic yep. is like, oh, there's some traffic here. Like, I guess that's true, sort of. Um, <laughs> but so I hope we've very definitely answered your question, Mr. E-Man. Um, and more. <clears throat> Enjoy the bonus content. I wanted to ask you guys, I know we've talked about it a bit. Have you started watching that one Apple TV show uh, whose name I cannot remember? That is uh, the door prize, the big door prize. Something like that. Yeah, no, the big door prize. We started watching it. Uh, it stars, which I didn't realize, Chris O'Dowd, who also stars on Trying. Yeah. He's he's in all the. Uh, yeah, I did, I, I didn't oh, know the commercials. Right. Yeah, I've seen it. I've um, seen the yeah, answer. It's it's good in the sense of like I really want to know what happens. I I think I'll probably read the book when I'm done with the show. Uh, it's it's definitely oddly paced, um, but I, I I think I'm giving it a cautious preemptive recommendation. I'm, I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. I mean I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm 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 kind of trusting that they're going to stick the landing, which I don't know. <laughs> this was the show that it turned out a, a guy I know who's a voice actor um, has done like some video games and animated stuff is the stunt whistler for chris o'dowd <laughs> because i guess there's a lot of him whistling and i guess he can't whistle which oh, that's is hilarious hands down one of my favorite little w- random tidbits that's amazing i could absolutely be a stunt whistler that's i just want to put that out there i'm a really strong uh, same i'm not I'm, I'm i mean i can whistle dan and i are not. gonna do heart and soul for you guys all starting now <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I can play that on the but piano. Am I supposed to like dub that in or something? Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. find some pro- professional whistlers on YouTube and yeah. then just like <laughs> I, I know a guy. <laughs> Try, yeah, really. Give me the guy's name. Stan uh, so I can contact you. Only only one of the person <laughs> in my family can whistle. Sierra can whistle and the others cannot. It's crazy. Can you do the the finger thing, the super loud finger thing? 
if I watch a couple YouTube videos, I can do it for a few minutes, but then I lose it. <laughs> I I would not That's consider myself someone who is able to do it. I can't do I can't do the finger thing. Never I can whistle on both yeah, inhale I, and exhale. That's my special whistling skill. <laughs> I can do that too. I actually That's... only used to know how to whistle on inhale. It took me longer to to learn it. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, whistling on inhale was much easier. I don't know why. Mm. This this really. <laughs> I don't know what this is, honestly. Uh, Apple. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Technology, am I right? Uh.